And now, live from the pod cabin in Burbank, California, it's a special plague edition of the Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. He's an unwelcome companion during the best of times and someone we sure wish would just take a freaking hike. It's fear. And she settles into your gut like a stone, chilling your blood as you wait for your inescapable doom. It's dread. Tone Zone is back home alone in the lone zone. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying wrap yourself in toilet paper and wave hello from the other side of the street to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen. Hello, my little shamrock shakes. Welcome to a very weird episode of Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend. That particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon! By Megan Parker. So, first of all, Daniel, hello. Hi. You're my one guest on it's this episode. Well, well, this episode is going to feature a lot. Oh, we also have Fear and Dread. Yes. Hi, guys. <laughs> this episode is going to feature a lot of listener calls. So, it's not as if we have no guests, but you're the only one in the studio. So yeah. I want to tell you I loved your intro. Thank you. Um, there was something specific about it that I wanted to say, but I'm already forgetting. Huh. My brain is like Swiss cheese right now. Was it the tone Oh, zone? the Lone Zone. The lone yes. <laughs> that was funny. Lone Zone at home. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, no, but it, uh-oh, it happened again. Oh no! This doesn't paper? bode well. No, just my, my me losing my thought that fast. All right. Oh, I'm worried that you could hear my laughter in the background. I think that's fine. Of course you do. Because <laughs> you know people need to understand that it's okay to laugh at my intros. <laughs> yeah, you were worried that the energy was too I think inappropriately think, too big. I think people think that it's a solemn occasion listening to my intros, and and it's important to know. It's okay to laugh. I told you about my very worst television appearance ever, right? Probably. Uh, when I was working at Time Out in New York, NBC asked me to come on to talk about products that were being sold for World AIDS Day, and it was like a lot of Project Red stuff. And it, it was a it was a like one of those segments where someone comes on and they talk about like a bunch of items on a table. Someone right. in television told me that's called a shit on a table segment. I, <laughs> I don't I don't know if uh if that's widespread or uh -huh. just among he and his friends, uh -huh. among him and his friends, I don't know. But anyway, it was a shit on a table segment. And it was like these various shirts and proceeds from the sales of each would go to Project Red, mm. which was the gaps and Bono's well, uh, charity thing. I I don't know if it's yeah. But okay. anyway, I felt I, like I our wires got crossed somehow. So for me, it's like, well, this is World AIDS Day. That's a humongous bummer. So I can't be like, and you can get this tie-dyed shirt, and you can get a red phone case. Right. So instead, I just acted like I was at a funeral, which is terrible. <laughs> like my energy was very low. I was wearing a black turtleneck. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> Jesus. I was trying to be respectful of all of our departed friends who had right. perished from AIDS and also well, tell you about shirts. But there, so it was just a very, very weird segment. Um, it was, I made it weird. It didn't have to be weird. I made it weird. And their assessment of it afterwards was that they thought they should only have me on when I'm talking about stuff that I personally am excited about, which would like, I came on every week to talk about stuff that, you know, that was generated at timeout New York, but that really wasn't the problem. The problem was I thought I can't be inappropriate because of world. Did you explain that to them? Why you were that way? Why I was such a dour, terrible sourpuss. No, I don't think I did. You should have. I know. Well, it's all right. The the thing is, it was communicated to me via the liaison. At it, this was like one of it was like my very early in my going on television at Time Out New York career, yeah. and so it was communicated to me through the liaison. And I think I explained it to her, but I don't know if she turned around and then told them. It like it got to a point where I would talk to, to them directly. Yeah. But anyway, you know what? The, I need the liaise only went one direction. Isn't it weird that liaise is a verb? Um, it, I think it's weird. Isn't it weird that any word is a word? Yeah, but it's weirder that liaise is a word. I suppose. So anyway, let's just back up okay. and explain all the weirdness. So uh, how many days into uh, coronavirus are we now? Five or six? Us personally? No. I mean, because I, you know, it depends on where you want to start. Right. I just, you know what? I don't need to. How many days we personally Listen, are in in lockdown? Uh, I think like we started um, on Thursday. Anyway, we're recording this on a Tuesday. You're going to hear it on Thursday, and uh, normally we do this on Monday night. However, the reason that we record in the evening, which is not super convenient, but the reason we record in the evening is because of Daniel's work schedule. So all of a sudden it occurred to me, wait a minute, we don't have to adhere to your work schedule. You're not going into the office. Mm -hmm. Hence, we're doing it in the daytime. Originally, uh, Wendy Molyneux and David Huntsberger were going to be on, and that Mm -hmm. was going to be super duper fun. Mm -hmm. However, understandably, they both... Well, Wendy pulled out, and then Dave was still on board to come... And then I suggested to date, but then he started wavering and then he dropped out. I think and with then, each day that passes, people who weren't taking it as seriously start to take it more seriously. And yes. that's just what happened. And then I had Renee and Joe Quazala on board. And t- Tony was part of it the whole time. And that was going to be today. And then I started feeling sick and I am now under the weather. So... I felt like the only response, because I don't think I have coronavirus, but I cannot be 100% sure. So the only responsible thing, I think, is to just infect my husband. Right. At this point, if I got a rash and someone told me it was coronavirus, I would believe them. Like, I am so, like, I have a vague idea of what the symptoms are, but I've heard different accounts of what follows what and how to, you know, and how severe it is. And It's just who the fuck knows. The thing that's really weird is... Elliot was sick, you were sick, our nanny was sick, and you guys were very sick. Like, mm-hmm. Elliot had 104 temperature, you had 102, mm-hmm. um, our, Isabel had 104, mm-hmm. which in an adult is really high. Um, you're all, all of you are better now. However, I am now sick, my symptoms are very mild, but... Slightly different. Right, and therefore I'm thinking maybe this is coronavirus, I don't know. I, I think I had to just mirror everyone last week, which I don't know if we got to or not, it seemed 
inappropriate at that point, um, which was like, we all assume we've already had it, right? Well, I think the thing with you is that you um, saw someone a week ago who had been at a party where someone at that party tested positive. A big party. A big party. And so it's possible, theoretically, like there is a chain um, that connects you to the coronavirus. The problem, the, the thing is, it's like, I feel pretty unlikely. I'm not having any breathing that, problems that or anything. you got it that way. Right. But just the fact that we actually can map a connection to it makes it, you know, a little bit sketchy. But here's the thing. There's a chain. I'm sure there's a chain that connects everyone to it. Yeah, but you don't, we don't know. know. What, but well, yes, true. But but this is some. This is one we know. Yeah, like I you know, know, I went to the grocery store. I'm sure there's a chain connecting me to coronavirus from that. So I have therapy tomorrow, and she is still seeing people in person. I really shouldn't go though, right? Because I'm going back and forth. I just have this thing where I kind of detest. Don't they say it doesn't transmit, or they don't? They think it might not transmit via surfaces, via psychology, <laughs> via, um, via young. I heard that. I don't. Yes, I read something that said that more and more they are thinking it's probably not surfaces that are transmitting it, but it is just like it is just in the air think, from you breathing. So here's. I think it's just if I think it's just transmitted through spitting each other's mouths <laughs> directly. Yeah. Um, should I should I dispense with the feeding people like a mother bird thing that I love so much? My thing to answer your question is in this first week of it, mm-hmm. I'm basically saying uh, until I'm, I'm letting a week go by, and in that week, basically on full, just canceling everything. With the idea that after a week we'll have a better idea, I it's just better yeah. to be safe now while we really don't know. And then if in a week it's like okay, these things are fine, then you can re- start doing things again. Here's the thing, um, I've played it out in my head. Like I go, I have to press a button to get let into the building, so I do that with like a handkerchief or a feather tickler or some kind of antenna. And then, again, the elevator button that I press, and then I get there, and then I'm going to invariably need to use the restroom. So then I would have to somehow not manhandle her bathroom key. I use gloves. You usually rub it all over your face. I pick it up with my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then in the bathroom, I don't know how that would go. And then, again, with the key. You're not sure how it gloves. goes in the bathroom? <laughs> well, look. It's hard to say ahead of time. You make it up from scratch every time. Then I come back with my gloves, put the key back on the the dingle that it dingles from, and then I sit in her office over six feet away from her. Yes, just, again, I I can't do it. So I'm going to have to have a session on the phone or through FaceTime, which I really hate, but you know what? I think I'm going to talk to her about how much I hate it because this dovetails with my, I'm going to have to start you know, interviewing guests remotely on this show. And I also have like a, I have a lot of anxiety about that. So I think that they, I can talk to her about that and figure, and we can get to the bottom of it. So don't you guys worry. Anyway, uh, I should, did you want to say something, Daniel? Because I have been really hogging No, but I was wondering what happens after you sit down at the doctor's office. Well, usually we lick each other. (laughs) 
But that's but what magazines does she have? Does oh. she have trinkets to look at? Does she have, you know, things to stimulate therapeutic thoughts? It's a great question. Yeah, I mean, you you took us to the most interesting part. Well, I didn't actually in excruciating detail, <laughs> and I want to know the rest. I'm sorry, I gave you like like the blue balls of the brain. Do you flip a switch to let her know you're there? No. It, Does she hear a ching ching on the door, like a little chimey chime? She just hears the so. She has a small office, and half of it is her where she actually does her therapeutic work yeah. and then the other half is the waiting room yeah and it, and they're divided by a, a, a door double by french doors french doors that have curtains in them mm. uh she doesn't have one of those i've only of, of all the therapy i've been to i've only been to one it's my the, sh- my, the shrink i go to who for the first uh year that i went to him right. i could never find his office <laughs> um he has a push button thing yeah those are fun i feel like He's so expensive. I feel like the like half of his fee is just in the in that push button. buttons. Yes, is that how they work? Do they? Do you have a subscription? Yeah. So anyway, our subs- our subscription. I didn't know this. So we installed a Ring doorbell, mm. and one of the cool things about Ring doorbell is you can look back, and if someone came to your door, you can go. You can scroll through the app and look at the video. Right. See who was there. Well, apparently, Did it, that's a subscription that what? has run out, so we can only get live right now, and all the previous oh, we can't see I was until trying. I re-up, and I had no idea. I, they're like, your free trial? I didn't know I was on a free trial. I didn't know this was a subscription. I thought that the- um, The doorbell provides it. Well, I thought that the security like yeah. was the thing that you subscribe to, not the the service of actually looking at your own- uh, the whole thing that explains why I was on. Un- you know what I like that in the middle of a crisis we're still talking about meaningless shit. Oh, I will go down talking about meaningless, meaningless shit. shit. Um, I that explains why I, I don't know. I was trying to find something on there and I mm-hmm. couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. This explains why. why. So wait, how much is it going to cost? I don't know it, because you can't even do it on the fucking app. I was going to be like, fine, I'll subscribe, and then they're like, go into this website and do a thing and call, talk to a customer. Oh are no! You, are you fucking kidding me? Oh no! I'm not doing any of that. I'm going to cough. You hold on. <coughs> Describe my my super safe She's, technique. <coughs> this is textbook. Cough into the uh, cru- the crook. crook of your elbow. That's right. They say cough you know in what, your though? elbow, but I feel like your elbow's I'm on the sorry. outside. I, yeah, I was going to say, what's the okay. inside of your elbow? That's your elbin. It's got to have a name. Yeah, your elbin. It doesn't have a name. Your elbin. <laughs> elbow, elbin. Okay, your elbin. You were coughing <laughs> into your elbin. <laughs> Are you laughing at how great the name is or it, that I yelled at I you? I just love that we have a name because, you know, your shoulder has a name for the opposite part. Right, your armpit. Armpit. Your elbow pit. Well, Elbin. You know that is kind of your armpit, honestly. Your Elbin is no, your but armpit. armpit. There's a there's a thing that has that name. I know, but they should trade. Your shoulder. Do you know how hard your... it's going to be to get everybody <laughs> to get on board with that? I know. I'm just saying. Do you would you think of your armpit as at the top? No, a pit is in the middle. Yeah, usually, your arm starts there, so it's the pit of the arm where the arm connects to the to the torso. But the pit is not usually. It's more of a pit than the Elbin. <laughs> See? If you think about it, there's more of a pit there. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue. Anyway, 
um, do you really want to go back to my what happens when I sit down? Because in the scenario that I had taken you on. Oh, no, I was kidding. Oh, you were? Yeah, but if oh. you want to, if it's interesting, please. That's the criteria. <laughs> uh, Thanks for listening, ideally. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in an ideal she, world. Well, it would so be she criteria. specializes in postpartum women. Yeah. So she's got a lot of books. Oh, so like, it's a real hoot around there. <laughs> It's like why daughters need a mother, mm. the anxiety workbook, endometriosis. Mm. Pain. Does she have like a model of a fetus in a womb? No, it's not like a doctor's office, but she does have colored pencils. She also has a Keurig, but all she ever has is hot cocoa, and it's like been the same number of K cups. Why? Why wouldn't she have actual coffee there? Maybe there's a couple actual coffees, but it's been the same. I've never seen anyone. I've no, actually never seen it. anyone in there. I've heard them. Oh, you know but, what? What? She puts that there so that no one will take it, but so that it seems like she's giving you something. She's also got like a jug of Purell there. And in these dark times, I've been thinking about that. I hope it's safe. She doesn't have magazines. She purposefully does not have magazines because she feels like magazines mom shame women and make just make women not. I have real problems with magazines. But before we get back to that, it doesn't soap. Isn't soap more effective than Purell for this that virus? That is my understanding. Um, but if you don't have soap, use an alcohol-based we hand got sanitizer. Into, so regarding magazines, you and I got in a real, you know, tete-a-tete. Uh, we did? With my objections to Parents Magazine. Oh, a Remember while that? ago, yeah. Because Parents Magazine rarely ever has a father on the cover mm-hmm. and just caters almost exclusively to moms like as though you know it's just for moms and i think i get it right i get it moms primarily are the ones that are buying parents magazine but you know it is it would be really good to have positive representations of nurturing fathers as, and include them as part of the parenting thing. And you were like, you sexist. You, that's how you were. You were like, you're so sexist. That's not what that I shit. said. <laughs> what was the last thing you thought I said? You, that sh- with that shit. <laughs> I can't even believe I married such a sexist. <laughs> that's not what I said. Pig. <laughs> and then you screamed and you ran around in circles. Right, like a balloon with the air come. I screamed. I don't remember what you said. My word. I just remember there was some objection. Well, look, I'm going to do something I don't rarely do. I'm going to say I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I think I actually think you were right, mm-hmm. or as our son would say, I mm-hmm. actually think you were right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what was up my butt that day. Mm-hmm. I think I felt like. As a dude, you've had a pretty good run. Do you also need to come for our magazine covers? Like, oh, at the time, I felt like, oh, 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 boo-hoo, you don't get equal time, white man. (laughs) And then I screeched around the room. Mm -hmm. But I do see your point. I I mean, especially as, at that point, you are a young dad, because now you're you're an old dad. But as some stigma. Go ahead, sorry. no, I didn't mean to make you feel bad for interrupting. Well, I'm, I didn't mean to interrupt. Please. Is this the content they tune in for? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> sure I want to punch both of us. <laughs> Did you say I'm sure this isn't? Yeah. Yeah, I highly doubt it is. Uh, 
Um, I, but I understand as a new dad wanting to see representations of you somewhere. Well, it's not so much that, I mean, I love representations of me everywhere. Well, look at Owen. I, I mean, <laughs> the best thing about having uh, a second child. Um, no, the, um, no, it's not that. It's that I never realized how much of a stigma, I never, it never occurred to me that there is actually a stigma uh, or there is pressure for men to not be nurturing fathers. Like, mm-hmm. that just seems so insane to me. But it, it, I, I've seen it, and, it's, and I've heard stories, you know, and I'm just, like, horrified. I just can't believe it. And you think, like, golly, you know, how much healthier it is to, to raise a child if the father is, like, loving and nurturing, and yet we're actually shaming guys who are, who are out there with their stroller and diaper bag? Like, Do you want to be on the cover of... Um, parents magazine with a stroller and diaper bag. Totally, I will. T- I would love to, and a baby carrier like that. I would. No one wants to see that. It would d- d- drive down sales. <laughs> but um, you know, uh, I think that we need. I mean, we need more of that. Yeah, I I agree. So to close the loop, I won't be going in tomorrow, just in case anyone's listening thinking I'm being hugely irresponsible. Um, I am kind of losing my mind, mm-hmm. and. I want to think it's because I've been under the weather and I'm just not fully in my right mind. Um, but like, I don't know. It's, I'm not someone who goes out a lot. I'm not someone who, who gets stir crazy. I'm so, and I like when you're home, you know, I like being with the family. So it's weird to me that it's like all my favorite things and I hate all this. I'm hating it. Well, you, in theory, you like having me home. I guess. Um, I was going crazy. Yeah. Like two and a half days into it, I wanted to light myself on fire. <laughs> oh, with my fart? No. That was something, <laughs> something extraordinary. Um, but uh, I think since Sunday, I've been feeling better. Part of it was I was sick. Yeah, we all were. As you mentioned, and so that really makes it harder. Um, I don't know, so I'm feeling okay about it now, but also I've gotten out of the house a couple times. So driving around and walking, going on walks helps. Because you can totally go outside. I literally have not been outside the house in a long time. You can go outside and it's kind of brisk outside, Mm -hmm. which um, I learned from the ice storm Like uh, means that molecules travel slowly, and um, so you probably transmit things uh, it's harder to transmit. I didn't like that movie. I love it. I know. It's a great movie. Maybe I need to watch it again. It's such a great fucking movie. Like enjoyable to watch or just a good, a good movie? Everything. All, everything about it is great. It's Daniel. a beautiful, sad, just great movie. Daniel. Everyone should go see it. Daniel. Daniel. What? Did you know that 75% of us are walking around everyday life chronically dehydrated? We're suffering needlessly from frequent headaches, energy slumps, <clears throat> and poor focus. It doesn't have to be this way. Hydrant, you've had Hydrant. 
yeah, creates flavored electrolyte packets you mix directly into your water to make hydrating your body easy and delicious. Each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes your body needs. Sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc help you hydrate quickly and stay hydrated all day. And Hydrant is backed by research. The formula was developed by Oxford scientists to provide perfectly balanced, efficient hydration. There's no synthetic colors or artificial sweeteners. The formula is vegan, and you can choose between three different flavors or a variety pack. Hydrant starts at just a buck a pack for a 30-day supply. You can save even more with a monthly subscription. For 25% off your first order, go to drinkhydrant.com and enter promo code BFF at checkout. That's drinkhydrant.com and enter promo code BFF for 25% off your first order. Drinkhydrant.com and enter promo code BFF. I also want to tell you guys about Brooklyn. I was just on the Brooklyn and website we yesterday. Need we need more sheets, but they also have all this other cool stuff. They have loungewear. They have I towels. I, we both I need might, loungewear. I might convert to exclusive loungewear in about two, three days. See, I have been wearing these thin pajama pants that currently... Just, just so you guys know my state of affairs, yeah. Owen spit up last night and I didn't realize there's a little bit on here. Oh. So anyway, I need... I need to upgrade. I need Brooklinen. Listen, one of the upsides of having to stay home is you do not have to dress up for a nobody. You can Mm-mm. get in your Brooklinen loungewear and, and your Brooklyn be comfy sheets. all freaking day. That's right. That's right. They have towels. They have bedding. They have loungewear. It's all luxurious. Uh, over 50,000 plus five-star reviews and counting. Brooklinen.com is the perfect place to start making small changes that make big differences. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, loungewear, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. Go on, make yourself comfortable. Get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code BESTFRIEND only at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code BESTFRIEND. And hey, New Yorkers, if you're listening... You can get the internet's favorite sheets and more in real life. Visit Brooklinen's first store in Brooklyn at 127, 127, 127 Kent Ave in Williamsburg. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. I mean, technically, if you order them online, you'd get them in real life, too. Mm, yeah, but I think what they're saying is you can see them in real life before you buy them in yes. real life. Yes. I almost jumped in to let you guys know that I used to live in New York, but then I decided not to derail there and that you I would save, instead... Save that revelation <laughs> for another I episode. Would Speaking of, so people might be wondering, hey, they might be thinking, hey, I hate this. I hate this change. Bring back the other people. What's happening? I, I, what's happening? I'm sure they're thinking that. <laughs> And they're like, this is the worst mix for the Thursday show. Right. And I just want to assure them that I have plans. I didn't want to blow my wad on this one first show, hence the quality. So next week, already lined up. But by the way, you know who was lined up? Jackie Johnson. But she is feeling uneasy about leaving her place. So for next week, yeah, yeah, but she's been on the calendar forever for next week, yeah. and she owes me a, a kegel bell, but um, she's gonna bring it over next time she comes over, which is not gonna be next anyway. Is that a bell like every time you do a kegel goes ding, ling, ling? <laughs> it's a good, yeah, no, it, I don't really understand exactly what it is, but I'm excited to find okay. out. It's something you put in your badge to do kegels or kegels. It's like a, it's like a uh, kettlebell that you lift with your badge, maybe. 
Maybe, yeah. You squat over it and then you kegel and it lifts it. I don't know, but my left ear kind of hurts. Anyway, um, I think that means someone's talking about my just specifically my left ear. That's right. Anyway, Jackie is going to be on next week. <sighs> Hi. Uh, Hi. <laughs> what is... Ja- I can't focus. <laughs> Jackie was going to be on next week, but... Instead, instead we have... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say drum roll. Tony, insert a drum roll. Wow. You know, Tony could insert an actual drum roll. Please. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. No, but I mean like he yeah, can no, actually do a drum I know, roll. He has drums. Do, okay. you, do you know who's going to be on? I do, but I'll let you announce it. Jenna and Al. The Kim Joneses. By remote. So this is exciting. something people have been wanting forever, and I have said, oh, no, no, no. Wait I until don't the do plague re- hits us, <laughs> yeah. then we'll do it. I don't do remotes. I was supposed to have director Barry Sonnenfeld on my podcast this week. Yeah. He asked if we could do it remotely. You know what I said? I said, no, no, I don't do remotes. But then to his publicist, I said, look, between you and me, I might be forced to do rem- – this happened like last week. I might be forced to do remotes. So if that happens, I don't want you to think – I don't want you to think, hey, she's a liar. I just want you to know. So anyway, I might end up having him on remote, although it looks like he's rescheduling his L.A. trip. Yeah, I guess I'm just going to have to switch to remote. There's definitely worse things in this world. I'm not saying that – you know what? I'm going to talk to my therapist via remote tomorrow, and we'll get it all sorted out. Um, this would be a good time for all of us to have VR, Second Life, uh, a world where we could all just disappear into our what VR world. What is Second Life? Because in my mind, it's like a Christian dating site. <laughs> I'm not actually 100% sure, other than I, I under, my understanding is like it's a virtual space where people like have avatars and they have, you know, houses and lives where they can interact with each other and stuff. But I don't know the scope of it. Um, I could get down with that. But definitely one of the promises of VR is that we could all hang out together. You could do like a live show where everybody comes to your VR hangout. Oh, I think I heard about a comedian doing something like this. So like right now, we could be doing that. But all of you resisted buying your Oculus glasses. And so here we are. So um, a thousand years ago, way before I was terrible in that gap AIDS thing on TV, uh, I wrote for a magazine called Access, A-X-C-E-S-S. It was Mm -hmm. art, culture, technology. It was based in San Diego. I was still in college, and I, it was really cool because I wrote cover stories, and I got to um, – I got ac- ac- no pun – access to – it was really cool. Anyway, I wrote for free. You, but you got access. I got access via That's access. I interviewed Sandra Bullock. I interviewed Mila Jovovich. I interviewed No Doubt in their first national cover story. Did you uh, interview Fiona Apple? No, that was for Time Out. New York. Oh, but you have interviewed. I have interviewed Fiona Apple. Yeah. Go, go read the. Um, everyone I know. needs to go read the yeah. profile of her in the New Yorker. It's really good. Okay, go ahead. So they had um, a party at this VR arcade. So this was. Oh, cool. Yeah, this was. But this was like virtual back in the reality. 90s. Yes, this would have been virtual reality in like ninety. Five, so it was like something. blocky, sort of. It was uh, awful. Dire Straits video style, like I want my MTV. It was this humongous black thing that you stepped into, and then you wore almost like armor, and then it was completely unreal. It was like Lawnmower Man. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, it's a real blast from the past. 
I am fascinated by VR. They have all these like VR uh, at, at malls now. Like the mm-hmm. mall we went to last week or two weeks ago, they had like a, a VR arcade there. It's way more obviously sophisticated yeah. than, than your lawnmower man thing. Right. And IMAX has one in Hollywood. Yeah, I think they're very different now. Do you remember? Go ahead. But I'm way more interested in augmented reality than VR. For some reason, virtual reality hasn't captured my imagination. Okay, go ahead. Oh, should we end every sentence like that? Yeah, it's like CB radio. (laughs) Over and out. Yeah, over. Uh, Oh, do they just say over, not over and out? Over, like they're done. And over and out is at the end. Over and out is at the very Got end. Got it. What are other what are other um, CB radio things you say? You go breaker breaker one niner. This is big kitty cat coming at you on the one oh thirty five. Over. I don't know. I fucking don't know. <laughs> I think you say ten four. Ten four. Uh, big daddy. Uh, what was I saying? <laughs> you were saying. <laughs> oh no. CB radios. You were talking about your v- VR thing. Oh, no. I was going to say, remember when we went to the mall casually? Like it was nothing? Like, like we it, weren't right on the edge of the cliff of Armageddon? Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. And not that I love malls, but if that's the last mall we went to, that's sad. I mean, it was a fun. It wasn't mall. the worst mall in the no, world. The right. worst parking garage? Yes. Worst mall? Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, anyway, yeah. we have... Well, first of all, I'd like to say hello and welcome to our new Patreon subscribers. Hi. Hello, Samantha. Hello, Kathleen. Stephanie. Kelly. Emily. Michelle. Katie. And Julie. Welcome. Welcome. A lot of ladies. I think welcome, it's the, ladies. I think it's the Jackie Johnson bonus episode that's drawn yeah. the ladies. Uh, al- uh, Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go for that. Um, Megan Parkansky, superfan Megan, and Rafael Castaneda, ultrafan Rafael... I think they gave themselves these names, or maybe I gave them to them. I can't remember. Look, I said my brain is Swiss cheese. There's something happening. Anyway, um, they filmed my live Sketchfest show. Oh, yeah. And they did such, and then Megan put it together. It's like. It looked really good. It's, yes. You guys did a really good job. I was like, hey, this is like, it's like a, a video on MTV. It's like a professional comedy special. There's different camera angles. Mm-hmm. It was. It, it did such a good job, and I was going to make it Patreon exclusive at least for a while. But, but then I what? didn't because it's weird times, and everyone needs to watch something delightful and fun, and that's me. So I have made it available for everyone. If you just go Patreon.com/slash Allison Rosen, you can find it. it. It's visible. Anyway, Daniel Quants, my mm, husband. That's me. I put out a request that people call into the show and leave a message on I love it. our voicemail and let us know how you're doing during the quarantine. I Just to sort of hmm. prompt them, mm-hmm. I said, are you scared? Do you have enough toilet paper? Mm-hmm. Did you buy a gun? Are mm-hmm. your elderly, elderly parents taking it seriously, et cetera? Mm-hmm. Just how are you doing? Yes, honey. You may have seen on Twitter uh, a shot, a picture that someone took of like a gun store in Culver City and this long line and people were like, oh my God, this is scary. Yeah. And that same day, I was driving through Burbank, and there's a stretch of Magnolia Boulevard where there's a bunch of gun shops, and there were lo- there were long lines out in front of them. And the 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 this isn't just like a Twitter meme. Like I I had the same like chill of holy fuck, this is serious. Like why are people buying guns? There's something about seeing people lined up to buy guns that scared you. That made this whole thing 
feel so much scarier. And all it is is a reflection of what those people think is going to happen. It's not like it actually means anything is different than what it actually is or was. <laughs> it's just that, that for some reason there are people who think that it's going to come to this. Whatever this is. It was just a weird sensation. It's really interesting, and that might be, not be the right word. So I, I think everyone knows I'm afraid of guns. I'm anti-gun. I would like all the strictest legislation regarding guns. However, there have been two times in my life that I've thought, huh, maybe I should get a gun. And one was I was bouncing Elliot on a bouncy ball, uh, which did you notice that and we- And you thought you needed a gun? Because I, I was don't angry. think that helps. Uh, bouncing on a bouncy ball, which, by the way, did you notice that we didn't really use that with Owen? I think Elliot. Ever. Yeah, Elliot was just a much fussier baby. Yeah, that's interesting. Because I know my sister. Yeah. My sister only had a rocking chair with her baby, and I thought, well, that's crazy. You got to get the bouncy ball because it soothes. Like, listen, I know this is not my parenting podcast, which is called Childish, and I host it with Greg Fitzsimmons. And please go listen. Um, if you have a fussy baby. And you sit on one of those exercise balls and bounce up and down. It is like like that. That's I just snapped. It's so fast the way that they get soothed. I think it is similar to the, the motion, motion of you walking yeah. When, yeah. when they're in utero. Anyway, so I'm bouncing Elliot on that in our bedroom of our old apartment. And I hear – and you weren't home. And I heard something that sounded like the front door which was far, like we had a long haul and it was far away. And I suddenly was like, oh my God, what if someone just came into the house? And I thought, I, maybe I should get a gun. Uh, like, and I think it was... Sorry, like as though you would be bouncing Elliot. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. With, bouncing my, gun, the, with my the, gun sitting right, on the bed. Just right there on the, on the nightstand, which you could just reach for and then blow some guy's head off while you're trying to soothe your child. <laughs> What's wrong with that idea? Well, yeah, I get I that it, it wasn't that well thought I, out. I'm I, just saying. I think what it points to is how irrational the idea of getting a gun is. I I have more complicated feelings about guns maybe than you do, but like, I think, um, like I'm a little bit more tolerant in some ways. Well, you're but, from Arizona. Yeah, you have to be. But but I do think a lot of people think, oh, I'll get a gun, and they don't actually think it through. Right. Like what hey, that actually means? What okay, are you going to do? Listen, shoot some motherfucker. You know, think about what that actually means. I'm just explaining that for the first time in my lo- my happy life, which hasn't been that happy, but it's been okay, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I think I need to get a gun. Right. And it was born of this fear and this need to protect my new baby. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I didn't get one for all the reasons you mentioned. Right. Um, I... The, the risk of having it, in, you know, et cetera. I don't need anyone to give me information. Please don't. Um, and then... When I was thinking about the whole coronavirus situation, again, I had the thought, before everyone was lining up, I was like, fuck, should we get a gun? Because I started thinking, is civilization going to crumble? Are we going to need to protect ourselves? Well, now, yeah. what is I don't think so. I mean, like, what is the, when someone goes, I need the to The thought is that shop. there's a run on resources and someone might come and like, Break into your break house. into your house and steal your toilet paper. I don't know. Well, that's just it. Like that it'll become lawless. Well, that's just what was confusing to me about it because because usually you go all right, you know, you get a gun for self protection, you know, so you want to protect your house from intruders. The idea is that people are going to become feral. Yeah, but I don't think like I, I think. Well, I have a couple thoughts. 
One is if if it is a rational thought that they've had, like if it is a rational, like oh, I need a gun for X, that X has to be a total absence of police. Like we're, we somehow this is going to mean right. that we're going to be living in a world where I I don't know like the riots like mm-hmm. from you know ninety two like where you guys we're old in case you didn't from all of our timely references. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, I, I actually lived through the riots, so I was right in the middle of it. Um, I was in AP history class. I was in South Central, uh, but the. That was truly like, okay, there's no one here to protect me. I, but I, I don't think that this like logic says that that could happen right now. Like, I don't think that that's a no, possibility. No, I don't either. I just think we're, I think that it is psychologically, yes, on a very deep level, yes, scary. It that's just, that's when, that was number two, which is it's okay. the same thing that makes people go out and buy a bunch of toilet paper. Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, here's a thing that will make me feel safe, right? Right now, but yes. it isn't. And once I realized that it's probably what it is, I felt better. Yeah, they don't think they have plans to like, use them. I guess what I'm saying is like for a moment, I was like, what have they, what math have they done on the oh, situation I see, that I yeah. haven't done? Should I be more afraid than I am? Right. And I, unless there's something I'm missing here, like, no. Right. What website are they all looking at? I just think, yeah. So, uh, Listen, Daniel, we have a lot of calls from people to get to. But first, I just want to say, do you have American Home Shield? That's what I wanted to say to you. If you're a homeowner, which you are, you should. Because when you own a home, you know that it will happen. I'm talking about heating going out, refrigerators dying, plumbing issues. Boy, we needed, we needed this some months ago. It can be a mess that few of us have the skills or extra cash on hand to take on. That's where American Home Shield comes in. They help cover the cost to take care of it. And if they can't fix it, they'll replace it or find another solution. To see all they cover and save $50 today, go to ahs.com slash best friend. Again, that's ahs.com slash best friend. Uh, they... They're the nation's largest provider. They've paid more in home warranty claims than any other company, and that's added up to more than $2 billion in the past five years. Uh, it's uh, Especially if you have like older systems in your home, mm-hmm. it's really smart to have it. Go to ahs.com slash best friend today to save $50 and start protecting your home and budget from inevitable breakdowns. ahs.com slash best friend. That's ahs.com slash best friend for $50 off any plan. American Home Shield. Be sure with the shield. Limitations and exclusions apply. See plan for details. All right. Let's take some calls. Be sure. Be shield. Are you suggesting that for them? Because that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Here's a call. Hi. I'm surviving the quarantine by sitting on the couch and working. Yesterday, I ate, ate a whole sleeve of Girl Scout cookies. I might shower today. Also, today, I took a pregnancy test and it's positive. So now my mind is reeling about that. I'm 40 years old, haven't taken birth control in five years, so, yep, so now I have that on my mind, too, but yeah, still my shower today. Hope everything's going great for everyone else. 
<laughs> I can't tell if she's happy about that or not. <laughs> congratulations, though. Yeah, congratulations. Wow. So the tr- so this is through Google Voice, and the transcription, which I read, which doesn't get it right, the transcription mm-hmm. said that she was 50, and I was like, holy cow! Mm-mm. But she's at 40, which makes more sense. Um, but still, I couldn't tell the emotion in her voice. There, I couldn't tell what if she was freaked out about it or happy about it. Still, congratulations I as mean, someone who had immense trouble getting pregnant. I think that it's perfectly a perfectly normal thing to not to be sort of like numb yeah. upon that because right. how can you really know whether to be excited or not? Especially right now at this weird time. Yeah, but even if nothing was happening and you're like, "Hey, we're pregnant." It's like uh like it's such a there's so many different conflicting things that to expect someone to be like, "Yay!" It would be like, mm, "I don't know." It, yeah. It, I think that's actually much more of a normal response. Um, the showering thing. Mm-hmm. I think it was yesterday I took my first shower in like three days. <laughs> you do something which I find amazing and gross. <laughs> which Careful. is You're comfortable not showering for like three days. The most uh, I can go. What did you think I was going to say? I don't know. <laughs> I had not. Like, it's not like there's something. I I'm going to talk about the way that I reuse toilet paper. <laughs> it's smart right now. Yep. Um, you just wash it off after you uh, use it, and then you dry it on the on the laundry racks. Um, I can go two days without a shower, and then I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel great. No, I can go one day without a shower. I mean, I, I, yeah, ideally, one day is the most I can do. Ideally, I'm showering every day. But, um, you know, when you have kids, it's like the day can you just get swept away. And right. before you know it, it's four o'clock, you know, and you haven't had a chance to shower. And by that point, you're like, well, I guess maybe I could shower before bed. I think it's because I shave my legs, even yeah. though I, I haven't shown off my legs to anyone in f- four 4,521 years, mm-hmm. but I still regularly shave them. And so that is like how I, it's like annual rings on a tree. That's how I measure how right. long it's been. And so by day two, it's just feeling very yucky. Right, right. I get that. All right. Let's listen to another call. This one's from Saudi Arabia. How cool is that? Yes. Very cool. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> Hi, my name is Yasser. I'm from Saudi Arabia. And I am doing great with the whole quarantine. I'm a homebody anyway. I love painting, reading books, playing video games, and occasionally baking. So, you know, I'm passing the time uh, wonderfully. So the government has done a great job in uh, containment, except for one area, which is closing the mosques. It sparked a hot debate between me and my mother. I personally think that you know, we all should pray at home. It's no time to be all religious and high and mighty and stuff like that. Um, so what do you think about that? Religion uh, and religious practices in the time of the corona. <laughs> um, so I, I bet that also includes, um, you know, churches, temples, and, and AA meetings and stuff like that. So, yeah. I guess, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, that's all. Love you. Love the show. I, it, it, it's making this quarantine much easier with uh, each week uh, 
episodes coming and, you know, just making it lighter. <laughs> I'm so nervous. <laughs> okay, bye. You did great for being nervous. He didn't sound nervous at all. No, actually. Um, well, hi, Yasser. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, my dream would be to have just like calls from all these different countries. I know. I know. That's I, cool. I am fascinated. One but, of and things, I love my um, local people too. My the, American listeners as well, of yeah, course. Well, not as much. I love all of them equally. I'm just <laughs> saying it's cool to hear from someone that far away. It just strokes your ego. That's totally right. Uh, Why do you think I played it second? I am so... Fa- <laughs> it's so fascinating that... I mean, look at my broad appeal. All right, enough. <laughs> it's so fascinating <laughs> how... Crossing the natural divisions between cultures, language, background. Do you need to take a walk and... Reflect, Pat myself on the reflect back. Reflect on your on the <laughs> scope of your show. All right, listen. I mean, I'm like an ambassador. Um, it feels so rare to have uh, something that feels so personal, which is this like lockdown. You know, like we're all experiencing this on a personal level. Mm. You know, like it's just as far as our experience. You know, Allison and I, our experience of it. It's basically just I'm not going to work, mm-hmm. Allison. No change to her lifestyle. It's, the same. <laughs> it's exactly really the same. very much the same. Literally nothing's changed. <laughs> but folks, I'm recording differently. Folks, I'm not joking. Nothing's changed. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, um, we're just, yeah, we're just not going to the store. <laughs> we're not. And it's not going to school. To think that, like, it's not just that, it's not just that, like, this is all of Los Angeles. It's not just that everyone, you know, oh, yeah, people in georgia or people in i mean people who don't listen to fox news uh are are also staying inside um but it's people all over the world you know that the global nature of this is stunning it's wild um that 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 it that is something that we're all sharing but we're we're there's no sense of us sharing it no i know you know what I it's mean? like something I, I, I someone else made that point that unlike other tragedies that have had the silver lining of bringing people together, for example, 9-11, right. um, there's all sorts of things like that. I'm just mentioning that one because, like I said, we're old. Uh, this one is isolating everyone. Except yeah. for podcasts. It would be nice. Podcasts hosted by cultural ambassadors well, such as Alison Rosen. Well, I guess that's what just hit me. It's like it's it's nice to be able to give each other a set because twitter's not really doing yeah. that twitter's informational right but it's not giving me a sense of shared well community. then you gotta listen to these also i should have said on here i said this on instagram um when i put out this call for uh messages i at the beginning was like oh man i've only gotten two and then all of a sudden they i think that maybe there i don't know what happened it's like you hit the twitter homepage and everyone saw it no, I don't think so. Mm. I know that I I don't think I don't think all of a sudden they flooded in from them. I think that something happened on the tech side, on the Google Voice side. Like when a bunch of people respond to your oh. email at like log jams, if that happens. Oh, that's interesting. Where all and then all of a sudden it started delivering all of them and it's just been nonstop. Like there have been oh, cool. so many. So the problem is there's no way I can play all of them in this mm-hmm. episode, especially not with your yammering on and on. Well, we can oh, have, we can you're make a irrational long- with your gun thoughts. Yeah. Oh, your life is the same. <laughs> oh, other stuff. That's what people, it's you. 
people rely on me to be that voice. That, <laughs> that, comfort, that, that grounded, comforting voice. That grounds you. Uh, people say I humanize you, honey. <laughs> and I... Oh, I do take you need to take a walk? I take that role very seriously. What are some other things you've said on this podcast that I can do uh, in this you're, voice? You've said enough. Oh, you said enough. <laughs> what else? Are we going to play this game right now? <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, let's address Yasser's question. Can I just... Fin- I want to address this question, but can I just say... Mm. I listened to the messages... Of which there were, and like I would talk about patting yourself on the back over how many messages. I mean, my God, uh, and I um, was thinking that people are being so honest and sharing so much of themselves here, and that might feel really shitty to listen to this episode and not hear their voicemail and feel like they just got passed over. So I just want to say I appreciate everything. It is just a number. Like I got over a hundred. Um, it is just a numbers thing. I cannot play all of them, but I love all of them and I'm saving them for future yeah. episodes. Who knows how long this is going to go. Right. But I'm going to keep, I want to keep checking in with people, but this, I love anyway. the taking calls. Uh, yeah. So Yasser's question. Um, yes, I think that the way that we flatten the curve is to not get together in groups. So it doesn't matter what the cause is. We are not, we should not be getting together in groups. I know that I was uh, talking with Jenna next week's guest, uh, and she was saying that like a big Mormon thing was canceled, and I think they're doing think home church. Of, yeah, I think all of Mormon uh, the church just banned all right. gatherings. Right. Um, I think each faith is handling it differently. I, I saw something about a um, I don't know if it was a it was a Satmar, which is a, a sort of a branch of uh, Hasidism. I think uh, Satmar wedding in Brooklyn uh, from like last night, and it was a picture, and it was just a. Uh, a hall filled, packed shoulder to shoulder, and and the person was a um, a fellow. I don't know if he was also Sotmer or if he was Lubavitch or what his deal was, but he was like being very critical and saying that this is like actually against the teachings. Mm. So there's something in the faith that he said would would say that this is irresponsible. It's not responsible for everybody to get together and pray together or celebrate together if there's a, an outbreak. It's also um, not responsible for everyone to go to Walt Disney World. But I heard that, that in South Korea, I think it was South Korea, w- one of the big causes of the outbreak was a, there was a religious cult there oh, really? that, that had gotten together and that there was a, they, they, there was a whole, they all got it or something like that, so that the numbers were a little inflated because of that. Jenna would know because her dad is there. Yeah. He was under quarantine, but he tested negative. Yeah. Because he was exposed to it, I think, maybe. Um, all right, let's hear another one. Hi, Allison. Um, I'm a big fan. My name is Liz. I live in Massachusetts, near Boston. And I'm kind of in a weird situation with this whole coronavirus thing. Um I'm the last person in my office to start working from home. So now to say I want to work from home, it seems like there's no reason for it anymore because I'm not avoiding anyone if I come into the office because I have the place to myself. I am literally making this phone call in the middle of the office using a loud voice and no one is here to hear me. So not sure what to do. Would have been nice to stay home. Um, so yeah, that's weird. Is that happening to anyone else? All right, love you guys. Bye. 
yeah, I feel like the last man standing everywhere can just stay there. I am, yeah, I guess, yeah. Depends on how many people you encounter, you know, in the oh, building right. and stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, if you interface with the public, then no, but... I'm trying to think if I could do that at my job. And I, if I was the only one in my area, I suppose I could. Uh, but one of the things I saw someone point out is is how many... How this is showing how many jobs are basically just <laughs> useless, you know? like, like or And which jobs aren't useless, you know? Yeah. Like, um, they're... It's showing like which jobs are essential because mm-hmm. you go, well, everyone who works at a grocery store, right. everyone who, you know, uh, works public healthcare. services and healthcare. Uh, but, you know, those of us who work in offices, you know, or if you're like graphic designer, you know, like not as essential to the functioning of society. Right. Um, and so maybe we should value those people a little more. I, I actually wanted to, I went to the grocery store today. And I just had this feeling of like, I just want to give everybody a $20 bill who's working here. You now, of should. course, I didn't because I need my money. Right. Uh, but I like the cashiers, you know, they're not further away from people than they are otherwise. They are coming into contact with every single person who goes in there. These people, I'm not saying they're like the 9 11 first responders, but. There's some selflessness there uh, that I think should be um, appreciated. Very much so. All right. Like, for real. Here's someone who has something to say that you might not agree with. Hey, guys. Uh, This is Tiffany, Reno, Nevada. Uh, In regards to the COVID freakout, I I think we are unnecessarily freaking out. Uh, I know there's a lot of news back and forth. I've been reading an article every day to get a handle on the numbers. And there was a point when Dr. Fauci started to speak that I was getting a little nervous. But I'm back down to feeling that this is, um, I don't know, I think Americans are so thrilled to have a day off or to engineer a working from home that they're spinning this a little bit out of control. And if you know anything about the Spanish flu of 1918, this is nothing like that. Uh, if children or young people were dying, I think the freaking out would be a lot more valid. Um, I'm staring through the window of a closed Sephora, and I think this is a bridge too far. Um, maybe I'll eat my words, but I really do think that in a couple of months, this will have died down. A few thousand old people will have died, because they do anyway. And... Um, the airlines will be out of business and we'll all feel pretty stupid. Have a good day. A couple of months is a really long time. Yeah. I mean, I think when you talk about how other people are reacting, if you say, Oh, everyone's freaking out too much. It's like, what are you basing that off of? Right? Like, uh, are you encountering people who are freaking out? I'm not. Um, I'm not encountering people mm-hmm. who are freaking out. I'm, I think what I'm witnessing is people who are being extra cautious. And, you know, from what you read from people who are experts in this sort of thing, they say that um, you need the, the, like, if you overreact, that, um, that means that you can stave it off. If you don't overreact, you are going to... Um, that's underreaction. Mm. Like, 
there, the, in other words, if you overreact and it ends up being nothing, great. Yeah, no harm. No harm. But if you've underreacted, right, then you're talking about tens of thousands, if not more, people dying. And I think that the reason why people are looking at because right now most of us don't know anybody who's died. Most of us mm. don't probably even know anyone who has it. You know, you might know someone who knows someone, but like oh, I think we know people who have it. They just don't know they have it yet. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like you don't know. You don't know. Right? For sure. I don't know. Yes. Right. Exactly. Like so. Right now, like yeah, you go. Why is everyone freaking out? Like it's not like you know someone's got a, a red quarantine spray painted on their front door because they've got the plague, uh, but. When you look at the numbers and you track them against other countries and you see where they are now and you see what's happening in Italy and you see what's happening in these other countries, you go, we're actually, but yeah, it's, it's that thing of it's nothing, it's nothing, it's nothing. And then it's too much. Mm -hmm. It's like there isn't a gradual like ramp up. It's an exponential ramp up. Is it hot in here? A little bit. Um, so I think maybe. Or is it just this steamy talk? Maybe we're overreacting, but I would rather us overreact uh, because what you're hearing in Italy and other places is pretty sad. You know, you've mm. got you've got hospitals that are essentially saying, um, you know, if you're over eighty, you do not. You, we're just giving you morphine because Ugh. you're going to die. Awful. And uh, you wouldn't be cavalier about it if it was your dad. Yeah. Let's do another call. Hey, Allison. This is Eddie. I'm in the sauna with my workout buddy, James. That's not a euphemism, Greg. We really did work out. Um, we're in Oregon. Pretty sure today's the last day we can go to the gym, and it was all but a ghost town. Um, did you buy any guns, James? No guns. No guns. I have a World War II rifle that I think is next to useless in this type of pandemic, um, but I am showering. I am snacking. And I am 100 fucking percent stir crazy. Anyway, have a beautiful day. Bye. That was Eddie. Don't you think going to yeah. a sauna is a bold and risky, that uh, is like ill-advised thing to do? <laughs> it's like the last fucking That's way. like a virus accelerator. <laughs> I know. I do love the idea of the only gun you have in an apocalypse being <laughs> a World War II <laughs> rifle. That is badass. Uh, you, so I'm jealous. Um, yeah, the stir crazy thing, that is real. That is real. I, what I would say is you can, it is safe to go outside. <laughs> right. So go outside. You can go jogging. You can go walking around your neighborhood. You can go to the park. Like you can go hiking. You can do, you can go outside of your house. So do it. Uh, what you shouldn't do is just gather closely with other people. Um, so if you're getting stir crazy, go outside. <laughs> Uh, here's one that it features some cute children. Hi, Allison. Can you say hi to Elliot and Owen? Hi. Say hi, oh. Elliot. Hi, Elliot. Hi, Owen. Hi, Owen. <laughs> this is Danielle and Eliza, age almost three, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. What have we been doing um, with our special time inside, Eliza? What have you been doing? I don't know. We've been watching a lot of Disney Plus. And did we set up a new playroom in your basement? Yeah. Do you like it down there? 
just wanted to send out some solidarity for um, parents of, you know, preschool and underage kids, or all all children at this point, um, being stuck inside. Yeah, that's a microphone. Um, and trying to entertain kids while staying inside. So, um, yeah, we've been watching a lot of Disney Plus and trying to do more reading and um, probably going to try to take a walk. But, of course, it's not that warm yet here. So sending um, solidarity and practicing good hand washing. Right, Eliza? What song do we sing when we wash our hands? Happy birthday. How many times do we sing it? Happy birthday. Five times. Five times? No, two times. <laughs> two times. That's right. Okay, say bye, Allison and Owen and Elliot and Daniel. Bye, Elliot. Bye, Elliot. Yeah. Bye. That was really sweet. That was so Thank sweet. you. Yeah. It's hard with kids because you got to find activities and yeah. get, boy, it's been tough. I know. It has been tough. I was joking that we need to like set up an agility course inside like you do with like yeah. you do with a dog when it's, it's raining. It's also been raining. So yes. we haven't been able to like go out into the backyard or right. do things. Um so yeah. It's been uh lots of screen time. Yeah. I thought I saw a headline in the New York Times that was like just let him have screens. I don't know what the article said. Honestly, at this point, it's like whatever damage it does, it's just it's sorry. It's, if I was <laughs> a school age kid, I would be stoked, I think, because there's to not have to go to school for that long. Like, how I think a fun lot of them are is that? Tr- uh, well, yeah, I, I was talking to someone in our neighborhood who teach, who works at a at a local private school, mm. high school, and they are now it's a private school. There's a lot of homeschooling happening, but they're doing they're doing it over the internet. So the teachers are oh, doing right. like web classes, yeah. which like I don't. The Co- Pomona College, my alma mater, has I, – I don't know why I'm on their mailing list because it's, it's been a while. But they are going strictly – which song is that? I don't know. Go ahead. They are uh, strictly going to online right now. They're, they've shut down on-campus housing and, all the, and whatnots. Yeah. Uh, I, I would have – and I see maybe this is because I'm old. But I would have trouble. I wouldn't be able to focus. Yeah, same. As a student. That would be really bad. It's like I can barely read a book on Kindle. Like I, I just like the, the only thing I can do online is um, yell at people on Twitter. I feel like there is a knife in my throat. Is there? So you've got a scratchy throat, which is the one thing that is a little bit. But that's nervous. I don't. But is like is is a really painful sore throat um, a symptom of coronavirus? I don't think it is. It's sore throat, but they don't say this like bad sore throat. What, what, what? You just like, we don't know. Your... It's sore throat. You have a sore throat. No, I don't, I don't have a severe sore throat. I don't have trouble breathing. Yeah. Listen. Do we want to do these or save them? Uh, these being iTunes comments of the week. We'll get to them in a moment. I just want to play another one. Hello, Allison Rosen. This is Josh Grambo from Denver, Colorado. First of all, I'd like to address the fact that you have a weird phone number. Three two three five five three two three three one. You have five threes, two fives, a two, and a one. Yeah. So obviously you can tell I'm spending my corona quarantine time by smoking lots of pot. <laughs> this is Josh Grambo, and I'm out. 
I feel like I would go insane if I smoked pot while being like shut in. Oh man, just because of the way I react. I did look up to see if we have a local dispensary that delivers, and we do. And then I thought, I don't know when I would partake exactly, but it does sound like a good way to. Hey, I uh, I fully support uh, imbibing uh, substances uh, if that's what does it. It helps you get through this. I think uh, you know what better time. It's like unless you have responsibilities. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, even if you have responsibilities, no. if you're, you know, not if you're, if you can handle your shit. Yeah, some people can handle their shit, honey. <laughs> uh, I am a big fan of not being loaded when you're taking care of your kids. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that. I'm saying like if if you're just going to be sitting around the damn house, uh, get some weed. Yeah, fucking a. And here in California, you, they'll, they'll bring it to your door. I mean, I guess they used to bring it to your door, too, but it was always <laughs> a sketchy, sketchy guy named Chet or something, you know? That's a good point. They did used to also. <laughs> was that uh Mitch Hedberg joke? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I used to smoke pot. I, used to smoke I still pot. do, but I used to also. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Hang on one second. I'm trying to find a specific one because we had a notable, I mean, they're all notable, but we had an even more notable caller. Here we go. Oh, hey. What's up? It's Allie. Allie Ward. I'm calling because I wanted to leave you a message because I miss you and it seems like the worst time to get together. And I miss you and I miss the show and I just wanted to say I'm calling from my couch. I'm under a marshmallow of a comforter. I'm not even sick, but I'm treating myself like I'm sick. And by that, I mean, I'm just eating a lot of snacks and um, and pitying myself. But um, I hope everyone's doing well. I'm, my anxiety is off the charts, man. I'm just reading too many news stories, worried about the future that I can't control, and then also getting down on myself a bunch for not getting through a ton of, like, home improvement projects and filing projects. Like, I should be really, really productive, but all I can do is just refresh news media, and I have to keep reminding myself that, like, this is an unprecedented pandemic. I'm not going to get as much done as I would on a day when I wasn't worried about literally millions of people dying. Okay. I hope you guys are doing okay. Isolate, isolate, isolate. It's going to be fine. Flatten the curve. Allison Rosen, I miss you. I love you. Okay, bye. I love you, Allie Ward. I miss you, too. I talked to her on the phone today. It was nice. The idea of Allie Ward not working feels there's like we've really this is this is a flag. Something's <laughs> wrong. In the world. Right. She's been so busy. Um, yeah. One of the things that keeps hitting me is like how we're all uh Acting like this is a thing that happens. Yes, this has never happened. <laughs> this that, is not in, our, a thing in that many happens. many lifetimes. It's like everyone's like, yeah, you know, stay in, and you know. This well, is- you know what it is. I feel like there have. It, it feels like we're like, okay, we're gonna wait out a tornado. Did you make this point? I did. And so now we just wait for the tornado, but it's not like that. So it it has similarities of things that we've experienced right. before but we've never experienced this before. It's, it's like we're all in our bunker and we're waiting and we don't know if the tornado is gonna go past us or over us or what and it's just this like waiting 
yeah. and we're on this state of waiting. But just the idea of like a pandemic, like never in our lives have any has anyone, no one living who's not like ninety something years old. I think there was one in nineteen something has ever lived through a pandemic. Right. It's not like you ever had anyone tell you like, okay, now remember, in a pandemic, make sure you have your <laughs> pandemic kit and you know, you do this thing and the other thing. It's like and yet there's this kind of like <coughs> there is a kind of like, okay, uh I guess this is just what we're gonna do now. You know? And it's so fucking it surreal. surreal yeah. It's so surreal and I think the thing that is surreal, you know, it's like in a movie when they just like churn up the suspense, but nothing scary is actually shown on screen. So then by the time someone opens the door, you're like, ah, like that. It's like, right. as of yet, nothing has happened mm-hmm. except for the stores, you know, it, but, but this, I don't know. That's it, why I toggle back and forth. Hang on just a second. No, no you're toggle, not done. I toggle back. I am not done. I oh, toggle back and forth. reverse psychology. I toggle I go back and forth between I'm afraid of what I'm afraid of the like concrete changes to our daily lives. Like I'm anxious about my podcast. I'm anxious about getting the stuff we need at the store. I'm anxious about not being able you know, that stuff. And then like, Oh, and I'm anxious about people I love dying. Mm-hmm. I go back, I, I go back and forth. And also one more thing to Allie's point about getting down on herself for not working hard. I am having some of that too, because I feel like we have oodles of time. You know, I have been wanting to put dividers in Elliot and Owen's drawers in their changing tables, because I don't know if you've noticed, Daniel, but when you open the drawer, a lot, there's like a lot of shirts stuffed in there. How nice it would be if we had Marie Kondo style dividers. Mm -hmm. So I should take advantage of this time to do that. Like, I've got some other things that should jump over that in the list. Oh, okay. But let's talk later. But what I was going to say is, compared with normal, we're not getting a lot done. But compared with global pandemic, I don't know what the expectations are supposed to be. That's what's so fucking weird about this. Well, it's it's hard to go from like your normal schedule where you're busy and yeah. you've got you know work and things to just suddenly like, uh, what do I do with my day? Right? Like, that's a hard transition. Right. Um, some asshole on Twitter tweeted, like, you know, uh, William Shakespeare wrote King Lear, Anthony and Cleopatra, and Macbeth mm-hmm. while during a court. It's like, fuck you. But you know what? Like, I was thinking maybe I'll finally read King Lear. But it's like, the expectation should not be. I think he was joking, whoever wrote it. No, I just think they were, like, pointing it out. Yeah. Like, oh, isn't this interesting? Mm. Uh, but... I'm not really mad at that. No, I know. I know. But that's the thing is like, fine. People have made the comment that it's like the Burgess Meredith Twilight Zone about like the episode where all he wants to do is read and then it's the end of the world and he doesn't have his glasses. Yeah. Um, You know, it's like, finally, maybe I'll read some of the things on my, my reading list on Safari on my phone or like all these things. And yet I haven't done fuck all. However, in my defense... I might have had the plague, and right. it's preventing me from having vim and vigor. So what I would like to, to say is everyone should – I find that if you get on Twitter, it's compulsive because there's this sense of, oh, my God, what fresh hell is coming? Yeah. Look, nothing's going to change dramatically in four hours or something, right? Like you're going to be able to catch up with the news 
in a few hours. So really like try to limit I'm and this is just advice to myself. Try to limit your Twitter uh and your news right. consumption. Just give your just carve out some time and give yourself the time to uh not have to be productive with that to relax and clear your mind so that you can have some fucking peace and maybe do something stupid and silly and creative. I don't know. Like learn, go on a Skillshare or something and learn or YouTube and learn how to do something new so that you feel like even though it might not be quote unquote, like, you know, productive, you will feel like you've done something. Um, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. It's occurred to me we're gonna have to take a photo for this episode. Shit. You look fine, but I'm sitting you here. Don't. I have no makeup on. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Great. I have a knife sticking out of my throat. Yeah. The pants I'm wearing have Owen's spit up from last mm-hmm. night on them. I can the Photoshop shirt... your face so that it's got makeup on it. <laughs> the shirt I'm wearing has stains on it, and I'm wearing my trusty um hoodie i could photoshop one of those plague doctor masks on you from the uh middle ages or from the renaissance i don't know what they look like you know those like bird nose masks oh those are no that's too scary um so the question is daniel Mm. do we just take a photo of ourselves at the end of this Mm -hmm. or do i slap on some mascara and we take a photo later you know what we do i i have it figured out and i've would like to include everyone in this decision. We'll take one of us and we'll see. And if it's just, if it's like we can't do this to them in addition to what they're already going through. The okay. good news is it's not a huge time constraint since neither of us are going anywhere. It's true. Oh, here's another call. Two days ago, the entire frozen food department at Trader Joe's was gone except for the broccoli. And kale pizza crusts, period. Now, the broccoli and kale pizza crusts are gone. I'm very scared. Did I say period like I was translating into my text? Anyway, thanks for keeping the podcast going. Bye. That amused me. Listen, we've barely, barely gotten to any calls. So we're just going to save them, and we're just going to bring them back out. Did you know there's a pizza place that opened up near us that only serves pizza on cauliflower crust? I did not. I wonder if it's good. Mm. Daniel, mm. let's do... We should do more of these. I know. It's really fun. We should take calls. I would love to. Great. It's done. Daniel, let's do iTunes or Apple Podcasts Comment of the Week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. Now, there's two there. Look, they're both positive, mm. but one has a bit of unpause snuck in. So you want to do that one second? I'll tell you which is which. Um, here's the purely pause. All right, we're going to do pure pause. Here we go. I'm assuming no muse. On Tony will put in the muse. Okay. Wonderful, relatable content and amazing guests by Hanvi. 
I've been listening for years, and Allison and the podcast only get better. Well, that's nice. Yeah, here's the thing, you guys. You can keep it short and sweet. You don't have to write an essay. You really don't. Just click five stars. That's the only thing that matters. Yeah. Here we go. Here's the second one. I Just Like Her by Most Discerning Reviewer. Also a five-star review. You know, the, the stars barely show up on your printouts, but okay. Well, is that necessary? You can just assume. Mm. <laughs> By the way, oh, never mind. Like I always, why would someone do four stars? Just, they just... You just have to make sure yeah. they know. This is not quite... There's room for improvement. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to make you think. All right. I just like Allison. She really great on me when... She really great on me when she was on Corolla, and now I just like her. That's the part. Read the whole thing, and then we'll then we'll come back. Oh, I think. Okay, she's. I think I know what they're saying. She sounds like someone that I would get along with if we hung out together. She sounds like the type of person that I would want to be my local politician because she would actually care about me and my family. Anyway, I just like what she has to say. I love you. I think I'm sorry that apparently I used to grate on you when I was on Corolla. She spelled it great, G-R-E-A. Yeah, but I think she's saying that I used to grate. She or he. Yeah. That I used to grate on them. Well, to be fair, you grated on a lot of people. None more than Corolla, as it turns out. I First of all, I think it's very sweet that they would like you to be their local politician. But honestly... I live with Allison, and I probably wouldn't vote for her. So just take that as a just as a sign of how she would be. Well, I'll just have be you, glad she's behind a microphone. I'll have you know, it, in my learning about civics of late, yeah, when becoming politically active, I have been. Now this just shows what I think of myself. Uh, I've been like, you know, who would be great in politics? Who? Me. Mm. But then I'm like, no, I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. You don't have the stomach for it. Uh, not at all. Oh, my God. But you guys, a, a recommendation. Well, I'll just say I personally really enjoyed the four-part Hillary documentary on Hulu. Um, I haven't finished it. But thus far, like, it's uh, – I don't want it to end. And it hasn't yet for me. It's like anyway. her political career. <laughs> you didn't want it to end. <laughs> yeah. But it did. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, I wouldn't have – but w- would I not have the, poli- the stomach for local politics? I don't think yeah, so. Even my that aunt, could get dirty. My aunt uh, was mayor of a town in Ohio. I didn't know, mm-hmm. I didn't know you pronounce it aunt. Aunt? That aunt. I, I never know. Anyway, uh, she, like, her experience was, and she's a tough broad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she was just like, it is so much nastier yeah. and horrible than you could ever think. And she just wanted to be done with it. It's just it gets uh, it can get I and mean, that was like mayor of a small town in Ohio, like not even. So yeah, I just think like no, it's not for me. Although I, but I think I'd be great about it. I do great fantasize about. I don't think you'd be great, but I do think I'd be great. <laughs> and the thing is, like, I want to run for mayor of Burbank on one platform. Fiber optics. Yes, because <laughs> because Burbank has <laughs> Burbank has fiber optics. All, like already throughout the city and they only make it available to businesses and to like uh, city services. That is some bullshit. 
I want to tap into that. I want to tap that fiber optic <laughs> ass. <laughs> that could be my campaign slogan. Tap that fiber optic ass. ass. Vote for quants. Um, it's the quants method as applied to politics. Oh, man. Maybe I could do some quants method videos in this time off. I have... It's a, it's a friggin' arms race of content guys, right now. Guys, I have... I have cracked the code on how to, to position yourself in bed in order <laughs> for, in order to fall asleep. Wait, how is it? Because I want to know. In an optimal way. It's something I have. I think, I've been trying to figure I out how I diagram I have it. enough pillows. I think you do. Okay, here's a quants method of falling asleep in bed. Okay. Uh, you start off on your side. Okay? So, so... Get on your side. Imagine yourself on your side in bed, head on your pillow. Now, the pillow has to have some length behind your head. Okay. okay. This is important. Is that for your dog? No. That's, an, that's uh, above your head. <laughs> <laughs> that's above your head. No, behind your head. So the pillow has to be long Got enough. It. Or you have to be forward enough on the pillow. Yeah. So you start off on your back, right? <clears throat> Get comfortable. No, on uh, your side. Or sorry, on your side. Then, now, this is what you do. You lean back. Like... As though you're going to roll onto your back from the side position, except, <laughs> listen to me. I don't know why I'm laughing. You, you only go partway. Ooh. Ooh, like a free fall. And what that does to your body is it takes the pressure so that the, the weight isn't completely on one side. It gives you a, a sense of sort of mild suspension as though you're going to be going all the way, but you don't go all the way. <laughs> you'll fall right asleep. Really? That is the quants method of falling asleep. When did you learn this? <laughs> uh, a few months ago. Why haven't you mentioned it? I don't, I don't know if I wanted the cat to get out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> no, know. really. You'll say things to me like, did you sleep last night? How did you sleep last night? While you're sitting on the well, QM. I didn't, was, I didn't know if it was a universal thing. I don't want to call something. I don't want to give it the impromptur of the quantum method. Is that how you say it? That's how I say it. <laughs> Unless I know it's of universal benefit to all mankind. Like your method for folding sweaters? Hanging sweaters. <laughs> That's what so I mean. hanging sweaters uh, and uh, several other things that I've gotten. <laughs> I know. What are the other quants methods? I don't remember. Um, but definitely this is going to be in there. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, I'll... I'll show you guys what that's all about. I feel like you did. Try it out. Let me know how it goes. If it doesn't work for you, you're probably doing it wrong. (laughs) To keep trying. Has it ever let you down? No. (laughs) It's fucking brilliant. And I'm always, I'm always just thrilled when I, when I nailed that perfect spot. You're thrilled before you fall asleep or when you wake up in the morning? Just as I'm falling asleep. It's just like, (laughs) I'm falling asleep and with just bathed in delight. See, this is what I mean about you have secret lunches at work. And if anyone's listening for the first time, I don't mean that like you have girlfriends that you get lunch with. No, I, I have lunch in secret in the basement. <laughs> no, I mean that you, I have no idea what you eat for lunch. It, I didn't know for a long time that you had like, they snacks. had all sorts of snacks yeah. that they brought to work. It's a long, it's a longer story. Um, what else do you keep secret? I don't know. I feel like there's plenty of things. The quants method involves keeping stuff from me. And you have found the mm-hmm. perfect way to fall asleep mm-hmm. for months now. Yeah. You, like, you've been bathed in delight in our bed that we share. 
And I had yep. no idea. I know. Why don't you share these things with me? Because you share a lot with me, but why well, not the good things? Well, because A, when it's happening, you're either asleep or I'm falling asleep. Yeah. I don't want to wake myself it, up in order to tell you how great <laughs> I, the, my current falling asleep is going. Fair point. And then secondly, when I wake up in the morning, I've forgotten. So it's, I'm not thinking about it because it's, it's, you know, eight hours or five hours behind. <laughs> <laughs> eight hours. Yeah. If only. Listen, I'm going to say something to you that I say to Greg often at the end of the show. Mm. We've done it again. Oh, boy. Have we ever? Oh, boy. You guys and Daniel, <laughs> this has been a real fun show. It yeah. went a lot better than I thought it was going to. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for the calls. Um, keep them I'm, coming. Yeah, keep them coming. Uh, 323-553-2331. This is my Google Voice number that I'm making do double duty. It's the childish hotline, too. So don't be confused with the outgoing message that mentions both this show and childish. But also, if you're in different countries, uh, tell us how it's going there. Um, and if you're local, tell us how it's going there. But yeah, especially different countries because we don't know. We're not as we know aware. Less. Yes. That is correct uh let's use this as a way to bring us all together and shared experience did i not try to say my podcast was like the benetton ad another timely reference of podcast no one understands what that means i know i know hands across america (laughs) keep going keep going the coca-cola uh uh, ad i want to buy the world of coke Uh, follow me on instagram and twitter at allison rosen i'm on patreon patreon.com slash allison rosen i'm on cameo in fact i need to do a cameo um maybe after this and uh, listen to my other podcast and don't worry this podcast is not going anywhere i'm sending hugs to all of you daniel where do we find you um at daniel quants twitter and instagram just a big congratulations to everyone who's still following me on twitter uh studies say you're the most informed people on twitter so that's really exciting for you um and um no seriously though like uh please stop unfollowing me please and if you like what you're hearing, subscribe, download, tell a friend, and keep those Apple Podcast reviews coming. Guys, I'm begging you. Stop unfollowing. I know. <laughs> I need you. The funny thing is that you told me you were hemorrhaging followers, but it's like such a small number you've lost. Uh, but it feels like a you lot You know what it you. was? Hmm. I was kissing 4,000. Like, I was right there. I was right there. And then I started tweeting politics a little bit. I started to slightly lose yeah. and then a little more and then I lost more. <laughs> and then it's just like, now I'm like at 3,800. It's a numbers thing. Hey guys, I get it. I'm a tough follow for some people. Mm. I'm a great follow for other people. I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but you know what? I love you. That's beautiful. I do. You guys, if the quants method for sleeping works, we want to know if you remember. And if it doesn't work, keep trying because obviously again, it's more of a you problem than it is a quants method problem, in my opinion. Okay, I'm going to end this show now. <laughs> this has been fun. Thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen. Friend.